Welcome to Run Your Mouth. I'm your host, David Melly. This week's guest is Scott Fobble, a Hoka runner for Northern Arizona Elite. Scott is a Colorado native and graduate of the University of Portland, who recently made a fantastic marathon debut running 212 in Frankfurt. He was in town competing for the BAA 5K and cheering on his teammates in yesterday's Boston Marathon, and he stopped in the track house for some great long run talk. Hope you enjoy the episode, and feel free to subscribe on iTunes and like our Facebook page. We also just made an Instagram account, at RunYourMouthPod, so feel free to give that a follow for new episodes and behind-the-scenes footage. Uh, This is a great episode, and we'll have another one out later this week, but in the meantime, I've been David Melly, and this is Run Your Mouth. Seahorses, maybe. A really good point. An eel. Why was I not recording this? <laughs> this is what I got for you. This is quality content. Third favorite sea creature? Yeah. Um, I think now we are recording, so oh, you okay. go on record with your third favorite sea <laughs> We're creature. We're doing it live. I think dolphins are my t- first. Yeah. And then... They're most like us. They, uh, let's see, maybe... I think manatees. Manatees are Oh, the show. cow of the yeah. sea. A handsome beast. Alrighty. Well, with that intro... Welcome to Run Your Mouth, Long Run Talk for Long Talking Runners. I'm your host, David Melly, and I'm here with my co-host, Ben Weingart. How are you doing, Ben? Oh, I am just alive and thriving. <laughs> Aren't we all on this fine morning? And our guest this week is a NAZ elite runner, a prolific distance up through marathoner, um, not racing tomorrow, but raced yesterday, Scott Fogel. Welcome to Run Your Mouth. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me. I think I already pronounced your name wrong. Fobble. Fobble. Yeah. I it's alright. Many years of French, and like the you always want to go for the French pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> How was uh, the weekend so far? It's been great. It's um, it's been fun to be out here and experience the whole uh, environment. The Boston Marathon is uh, very unlike um, any of the other events I've ever been to. Um, and it was, it was fun to get a, get a little race in, get the legs turning with a 5K yesterday, and uh, I'm glad I'm not running the marathon. You know, <laughs> when I was coming out here, I was like, man, I'm going to want to run the marathon. That sounds great. Uh, but now I see the forecast. I'm like, I think I'm going to stay inside. Can so, I get an amen right there? Yeah, yes. for sure. You did. Actually, the, the hottest takes of all, because you did a long run on the course this morning. I did. How's yeah. it looking? How's it feeling? Oh, it's fun. I really like the course uh, because it feels like a. Um, it feels like a, when you're just running on the course, it feels like a community run. Like it, you could be mistaken for thinking that you just ran over a couple like turkey trot ten k's, but actually this is like one of the biggest races in the in the world. So um, I thought that was like a cool dichotomy between um, sort of the like laid back feel of just like running down running down a, like, it's a city road, just a county road, and, um, and the fact that, like, people have crushed so hard over it, um, it's not, you would not get that in a place like New York or Chicago, which they have their own versions of, of whatever, of, they have all their own things that make it special, but I thought that was super cool. Yeah, I like, I mean, as much as, you know, IAAF records and whatnot, the point-to-point isn't good for that sense, but I do feel like it's true to the like essence of the marathon yeah like running into town you know yeah (laughs) and i really liked going through those towns and it's like you go through some of these towns and you're basically running down the main street of these towns that have like two burger places and two bars and you have no options if you live there and nobody seen would i don't imagine anyone caring they're like no this is this is the bar we go to obviously why would i go five miles down the road this is my bar i like that feel (laughs) to the course Although, for the record, the, the metro west of Massachusetts is a beautiful region that you should all visit that yeah. I have no professional interest in promoting. In any <laughs> um, no, that it is, it's cool, and, and, it, and how quickly you sort of, well, people who, real city people think that, like, Boston isn't a real city, like, mm-hmm. anyone's from, like, London or New York, but you sort of, you, running into Boston, you get, the, you get that sense of, like, the city being... A destination. Yeah. Like I just think it's crazy. Like you get like so many different terrains, right? Mm-hmm. Especially just in Boston. Like 
I feel like they're little pieces of all of those cities like you talked about, like Chicago and New York, um, just like snippets, a little bit of inspiration that's just kind of built into Boston, which is just dope. It makes it a really amazing place to train and an even like more amazing place to race. For sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool city. It's, you know, I haven't set this in stone. You know, I've got to set this in stone when I get back. But as of right now, I would say it's my favorite city east of Denver. I like that. I'm going to say that right now. I'll take it. You know, from, as a Westerner, I'm not going to say, you know, I haven't spent enough time here to put it above Portland or Seattle or Denver even where I grew up, but favorite city east of Denver. Well, it's the greatest city in the world. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, I appreciate it. Honestly, knowing the West Coasters that I know, that is high praise. Yeah. <laughs> there's, you all have a uh, definite uh, superiority complex for, for all things West Coast. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, Bostonians have our own set of superiority complexes, yeah. particularly when it comes to sports teams. Mm-hmm. But uh, you guys do have the better weather, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> my other favorite thing that I've discovered is my favorite thing. Um, since being in Boston this weekend is people with really heavy Boston accents saying the F word. <laughs> that's my favorite thing now. Well, I'll never like, not love that. That's why every Boston movie is yeah. full of swears, just because it's fun to say. It's yeah. really good. That is, I will, my dad's like entire family has Boston accents, and I was, some would say spared, I would say I was like, out. I was yeah. like blessed, maybe. Yeah. But uh, that's definitely... A, a, a good way to dial into the accent yeah. is just being like, how's your mother? Type from fucking your father. Like, yeah. that's <laughs> so I went to school uh, briefly at Miami of Ohio. I was there for a semester and it was really funny because I was on the team and my teammates were all from Ohio. They were all from Midwest and they were like, why don't you sound like, you know, that. Yeah, why don't you sound like you're from Southie? I was like, because I'm a Pat, regular yeah. person. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't understand. There's this small, like, little area right there, and then that way. Um, that's where the Boston accents are. I don't have one. I yeah. can talk like a regular. It's like, did you work on that? Did yeah. you go to, like, speech therapy? I was like, no. I just was born and blessed, I guess. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think that's what people don't realize as much as that, like, the, the quote-unquote Boston accent, you don't hear it in Boston, but, like, Go to like Lowell, Lynn, Quincy, like any of the like more industrial towns outside of Boston, and that's when you, that's like the fighter, like that's where that took yeah. place, like that's where the the real hardos are. Although I will say I didn't realize so uh, the word room, I didn't know that I was pronouncing room. that wrong. Yeah, yeah. that's apparently a, a northeast thing is to pronounce it room. And yeah, yeah, you're I doing that. Went right. to college. Yeah, learned that the hard way when people gave me a lot of shit. I thought you were about to dive into a spiel about the hard alcohol. <laughs> the hard alcohol? Yeah, rum. rum. Oh, rum. Yeah, Jack Sparrow. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, you gotta get your hard alcohol in a packy. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, it's definitely favorite Boston movie. Do you have one? I you gotta, I gotta go Goodwill Hunting. Really? Yeah. 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 It's a good one. That's a good one. I like, I love The Departed. Mm-hmm. The Departed is like maybe one of my favorite movies of all time. That's like, good. The Departed is like you got to be in the right mood, I think, for The Departed. You got to be a little cynical in a yeah. cynical mood. You got to be okay with just kind of watching the world that they create crumble in front of you. Goodwill Hunting, I feel like you can. It's a more universally it's uplifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it's a you know that The Departed is good because. Any movie that gets away with killing Martin Sheen, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, <laughs> you still like the movie, is, yeah. that's really saying something, because he is, is truly an American treasure. <laughs> um, well, great. I, so, I was, I was thinking about this, I was like, what if we just didn't ask Scott about burritos on this entire podcast? <laughs> That'd be a first, I think. Have you had any burritos in Boston yet? Uh, yeah, last night I stopped in Anna's Taqueria. All right, what, what's okay. the review? What's yeah. the review? I'm going to say, I mean, I was told to go there by quite a few people on the interwebs. And, you know, I think it lived up to the hype. It was okay. a burrito, so it's yeah. better than whatever else I could have gotten. Which one did you go to? Because that's a big thing, is that there used to only be one. Okay. And in the last, like, five, six years, they've opened up a lot of other mm-hmm. locations. Our, our hotel, the Sheraton, mm-hmm. is connected to that mall. Yeah, so I, I got the one in the mall. Okay, which is is decidedly worse than okay, had I gone to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let me. I've got I've got a, a lot to say on this, okay. this topic. I've got some advice for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I got another 24 ish hours here. Yeah, so. you can. De- that's definitely enough time. Yeah. So there's this place called Amelia's. Amelia's. Um, it's over by my house. It's well, that one is not as good. There are two Amelia's. Two Amelia's. One is 
bordering the south end, mm-hmm. right next to Northeastern's campus where I'm in school. Um, and you can tell it's a good place because on the awning, quesadillas is spelled wrong. Nice. Which is a really good sign. Yeah. Like a nice. really, really good sign. Um, and you go in and like when it's busy, there's a line that like doesn't make it like zigzags through this tiny hole in the wall store. Yeah. And no one explains it to you. So if yeah. you're going <laughs> to a busy time, you go to the back in the very back corner, you stand, you get your way to the front. And nobody in the place speaks much English. That's perfect. Which is awesome. Yeah, you can um, have trouble communicating a good burrito. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I remember I'm allergic to nuts and peanuts and I'm, I have weakness. So, you know, whenever I go to a new place, I ask. And I remember I asked for the first time and the guy looked at me and was like, <laughs> me, he gave me a little shrug. Yeah. And I was like, oh. It's worth putting your life on the line. It sm- and it yeah. smelled really, really freaking good. So I just went for it. And it's been my favorite burrito spot. Like, the ingredients are incredibly fresh. Okay. Plug to Amelia's. Um, yeah. Still looking for a sponsorship, although you have no idea who I am, aside from my order. You do know my order. Yeah. I, I go around some people. So I recommend that place. Okay. If you're, Amelia's. A couple other options. Uh, if you're in Harvard Square, Felipe's. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's an option, although they went corporate. Oof. They used to have like a very <laughs> small like hole-in-the-wall location. Yeah. And then they now they're in like a big like tavern-style space, mm-hmm. and they serve like alcohol and stuff. And it's like, it's still good, but it's like not quite as like yeah. OG as it used to be. Los Amigos is also a good. It's okay, one. it's right. not bad. Yeah, there's there's, we have good Mexican food. Whatever you do, don't go to the Amelia's in Brighton because it's not as good. Okay. You want to go to the the original spot because they really take care and put a lot yeah. of good food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think it's so fresh that they maybe kill the animals nearby? I would hope so. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised if that was the case. Yeah. Um, but I would really be thrilled if that was what they were doing. I also like one of the good things about Amelia's is they have a very inconsistent guac charging. They do. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> they they allegedly charge for guac, but I would say I'm rocking like 50-50 whether 50/50. or not they actually like make me just a roll of the dice. Mm-hmm. Bucks, yeah. There's a, a place in, in Denver near where my parents live uh, called Santiago's. And one of the things you can get at Santiago's, it's like two fifty for like a huge breakfast burrito smothered in just some unknown delicious red and green liquid. Oh, fantastic. But um, the breakfast burrito isn't described on the menu. <laughs> so you just say, I'd like a breakfast burrito, like a smothered breakfast burrito. Yeah. And uh, there's just somebody cooking up a mystery meat of some sort. You just have to be okay with whatever he puts in it. And I'm always am obviously, oh, yeah. oh. but I'm pretty sure it's a different meat all the time. Like there's no consistency there, which I really like your guac comment reminded me of that. Yeah, variety yeah. is the spice of life. There yeah. should always be like a little bit of a risk factor mm-hmm. to a good burrito. Absolutely. So, so have you developed like a scoring chart mechanism? Like for me, when I go into a spot and something's spelled wrong, like yeah. that's an immediate, like plus 10 points. Mm-hmm. Like have you developed, you know, a means to like, part through and parse through these these burrito spots you you visit i would say not like a not like a one to ten ranking okay because if you are familiar with the twitter account uh we rate dogs they would all be you know five out of six yeah or six out of five seven out of five twelve yeah. out of ten you know they're all up there because they're all good dogs all good boys yeah all good dogs or and, uh, or, or good girls is 2018 uh-huh yeah yeah or however you want to identify that yeah good yeah. point very Let's good point. not you know operate within the confines of a binary thank especially you especially for... not where burritos are concerned. yeah thank you thank you david um but i do think like there are certainly levels to burritos for sure so, like the bottom level which is like a 10 out of 10 if you want to get numerical yeah is like a corporate burrito a la chipotle or qdoba i mean it gets the job done mm-hmm. if it's all you've got yeah, i think like, you're also right like mm-hmm. context means a lot yeah then the next step up would be like a handheld burrito from a hole in the wall yeah but like they are pretty good in english yeah yeah <laughs> and the next step up yeah and then the next step up would be a tie between like a handheld burrito from a real hole in the wall like they don't really speak english you probably pointed at a yeah yeah or a smothered burrito from the former the previous burrito place where it's like hole in the wall ish yeah and then the top in my opinion is a smothered burrito for um, a hole in the wall where you communicate with like hand gestures nice. really nice and like rapport really yeah. <laughs> kind of the way to do it yeah there's i will say Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Everyone was like, oh, Mexican food, like you'll be on the toilet for the whole next day. Oh yeah, I don't I don't buy it. I know. Dairy is a problem for me, but amen. like can I get an amen? Like burritos don't like do things to my system. Like it's just like no. a pretty normal and I, and in fairness, like I don't feel like super hot with any of the sauces, and I think that He's a mild guy. Yeah. But like 
Pizza and a couple Bud Lights is like oh. way worse for your, you <laughs> oh, know, yeah. toilet situation yeah. than just I like think, a, a hole in the wall burrito. Yeah, I stand yeah. behind that. This morning is proof. Although I've also now that I said that I'm gonna get food poisoning for the next. <laughs> <laughs> like, that I've now sealed my own fate. <laughs> no, you're fine. I I don't think people get food poisoning from burritos. It's that's fake news. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely sure. fake news. <laughs> uh, we are really if there is fate across the board. Yeah, if there is fake news. It's burritos giving people food poisoning. Yeah, that's yeah. smart. I can yeah. stand behind that. Yeah, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Where's the? Before we move on, I would gladly make this entire podcast about burritos. Okay, that'd be fine by me. But I, I'm not gonna be like, what's like the best burrito you've mm-hmm. ever had? Because that's like a boring answer. Third like, best. Where, <laughs> third best. That's a good. Third best burrito. I'm changing all of these questions to just the third best anything. That's gonna be a recurring theme. Okay, okay. I'm glad I can have some input. <laughs> No, uh, when have you been the most surprised, like, either where or, like, in context in your life, like, you were not expecting to find a good burrito, and you, is there, like, a Europe trip, maybe, that happened? Um, I was very surprised and impressed with the Mexican food scene in Seattle. Oh. You know, as one could imagine, Mexican food generally, uh, becomes less perfect Still perfect, but a little less perfect as you move farther away from Mexico. I would doubt I would agree with that. Yeah, and Seattle is pretty far from Mexico. You know, you got to go all the way through California and Oregon and like half of Washington. Canada, not known for its Mexican. Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. But there are quite a few taquerias in Seattle that really have my have a piece of my heart. Um, so I would say the entire city of Seattle is the best surprise. The um, what was what. The uh, best spot you've never heard of for Mexican food. Seattle. Nice. All yeah. right. Cool. I like it. Good to know. If I had to, if I was forced to like up and leave the East Coast, I think Seattle might be. It's a good spot. My kind of place. Yeah. I don't think. I think California would be too like, just too California for me. Mm-hmm. But but you know, a little Pacific Northwest, a little, yeah. little rain. Oh yeah. You're yeah. a Portland boy. You understand. Yeah yeah. I went to school in Portland. And so you, it's the, I, I mean, I already have the mustache, so there you go. You fit right in. I know. I did. Mm-hmm. I ran Portland track fest last year and I don't know if it was just the neighborhood I was staying in, mm-hmm. but my only real context for Portland beforehand was like Portlandia. Yeah. And I went there and I can't remember where I stayed, but like it was very accurate. Yeah. Like, it was, like, <laughs> walking down the street in my Airbnb, it was, like... It was, like, a Nat Geo dock. It was, yeah, like, yeah. brewery, bike shop, coffee shop, brewery that's also a bike shop, yeah. coffee shop, coffee <laughs> shop that's also a brewery. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, I was into it, but... Portland's super hip like that. Like, definitely, definitely a plethora of health food stores. You can get a tonic of some sort probably on every corner. It's important. Yeah. It's really what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, any type of craft brew you could ever want. It's probably within 45 yards of your house. Hell yeah. It's a pretty cool place. Well, since we're, we're shouting out our bests and our favorites, uh-huh. um, what recurring themes we usually stay, we have a lot of Boston guests, obviously, yeah. um, but you can go more uh, wide ranging with your, uh, what's the, what's your best beer that you're really feeling? The best beer. Or... So there's a brewery in Colorado that I really love called, uh, it's the Avery Brewery, and they have some beers that kind of are regional, um, and uh, one beer in particular that I really like is the White Rascal, uh, and that's only sold in Colorado generally, so every time I go back home, I usually get like 30 to 60 of those to bring back to, to Arizona. And, and What kind of beer is the White Rascal? It's like a Belgian blonde, like a <laughs> sort of um, like lighter, but since it's craft brew, it's still like, like 5 or 6%, so... White Rascal is also my nickname for Ben. The White Rascal. Oh, ben yeah. the White Rascal. Interesting. Yeah. Um, on a national level, I'd probably say, you know, I, I kind of like just like loggers. So, um, so any sort of cheap logger like Coors or PBR. You oh, know. let's get that shit out of here. No, I wanted the niche. Just a crisp yeah. Bud Light for me. Yeah. yeah. I would yeah. say that my favorite beer of all time is some natural light. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's real, real smooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although we did have the last night, um, we were partaking a little bit, and are you, have you been introduced to the wonder that is Har- the Harpoon Brewery? I have not. Harpoon is a Boston-based brewery that is excellent. Okay. Uh, they have a great, like, 
go they're just the harpoon ipa if you like mm-hmm. ipas it's like a good middle of the road ipa that nice. they have on tap like at every bar in boston okay um but they have a uh white belgian white like mm-hmm. spin-off brand called ufo okay and they have a seasonal ufo sh- pink lemonade shandy oh that was That's a lot of words yeah it wasn't i will say this is that it wasn't like my favorite tasting beer ever but it literally felt like drinking water. And so I was like, I made a mental note. I'm like, if I'm playing any like flip cup this summer, yeah. like that's what's gonna get Just shandies for yeah. the boys. Yeah. Pink lemonade shandy. Nothing but a couple of shandies. The yeah. boys cracking a couple of cold shandies. <laughs> and then also your your favorite coffee. Do you have My a- favorite coffee. You know, I had some of the Linden True stuff yes. uh, yesterday. I thought it was real good. It was a, uh, you know, nice free kind of like, um, what you would consider like a craft coffee yeah yeah it wasn't like the french roast or the the blonde roast you'd get at starbucks it was certainly more um more uh, subtle than that i guess i believe i, I just asked them because i didn't want to fuck it up on the podcast it's a single origin costa rican blend yeah um it is really good it, it's, mm-hmm. it's basically kept me going through this weekend which okay. is a pretty crazy weekend i talked to ryan a little bit yesterday he said there's a hint of chocolate covered cherries mm-hmm. in there so it's a classy move yeah yeah so if you're a chocolate covered cherries fan you should this is the coffee drink. for you yeah you should I, drink a gallon of it a day and <laughs> you know i swear their business. this is not spawn con they have not given us any no. money but uh, <laughs> or brought and true coffee yeah. is great yeah, um, and I will say uh, we were counting before we started recording. Ben has been in the store all, like for three hours yeah. this morning, like since nine a.m. Mm. Literally just making coffee and serving it to people. Yeah. This is not like a fake celebrity endorsement here. <laughs> like they are making this coffee. Blood yeah. the record show. <laughs> I'm actually just saying this so that maybe the next time I race Ben, he won't ether me over the last mile. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta ask. I. I don't know Ben well enough to actually bring this up with him yet in terms of shit giving, but yeah. he's he's very publicly on record as be, have drawing the doping line like very mm-hmm. yeah. clearly in the legendary. Yeah. Uh, he I think he said one time he doesn't believe iron supplement. He thinks like iron supplements are yeah. performance enhancing. Um, so I want to know. I'm like Ben, is this is this coffee so good that like you feel bad yeah. about drinking it? <laughs> That's the real question. Yeah. He said in a, he did that podcast with uh, Sidious. He like did, he tried to clear the, clear the air a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so I think he was misquoted in like a Let's Run article. Because um, what, does that usually happen? Yeah. yeah um, who knows? And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he said he'd never take anything that he feels like would enhance his performance, which is fair. Um, but he also said that he, he loves coffee. And it's like, as a person who is very addicted to coffee, yeah. my performance goes way down before I've had it. So I don't know, maybe coffee just makes me normal. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. I, that's, that's <laughs> at this point, <laughs> addiction returns you to baseline. Yeah. People are like, oh, oh, I always buzz off coffee. I'm like, no, coffee just like, yeah. brings <laughs> me into the level of functioning. Yeah. Hot take. Anyone, anyone I who. I don't drink coffee. My various roommates have, who are all friends of the podcast can attest to the fact that I'm not a pleasant person in the morning before the, the yeah. first couple cups of coffee. Yeah. Sure. Uh, jury's out on whether I'm a pleasant person otherwise, but yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's definitely the I don't want this is too like sincere a question, but do you, do you have a like supplement ethos that you subscribe to? Yeah, I mean, um, in terms of like where I draw the line, like systemically, mm-hmm. I think the you know I'm just a big believer that people should follow the rules, like the line in the sand that Wada has drawn is pretty much arbitrary. Like there are some stuff that obviously should be legal, like in my opinion, iron supplements. And there's some stuff that should obviously be illegal, like EPO. But the majority of other things um, fall in between. And so I kind of think that as long as somebody is on the right side of the WADA line, that is okay with me personally. Um, But as far as what I will take and what I will put in my body, my rule kind of is like, I would never do anything that I would be afraid to tell my parents or like my coach or my teammates. Like if I ever felt even the tiny bit, tiniest bit uncomfortable bringing that up with them or talking about that with them, um, I would, wouldn't take it. So like, I think my teammates are all really good people and I, I respect them very much. So 
I think if I felt like they would maybe disapprove of, of it, I think that is, uh, that's kind of where I would draw the line. And so it's, you know, it's pretty basic. I take like iron and vitamin D and vitamin B12. Take that D, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's very nice. My, my policy is um, no L-carnitine on Sundays. Okay, um, no L-carnitine yeah. Really smart, you know what happens on Sundays. Yeah. yeah. Bad stuff. It's the Lord's yeah. Day. Mm-hmm. Every other day. It is the Lord's Day. You just yeah. catch me Shouts with my in my arm. Shouts <laughs> out, yeah, to my guy. Well, uh, speaking of your, your teammates, mm-hmm. I have decided recently that this is an interesting question of mine, is uh, your first impressions of some folks. My first impressions. So yeah. you have a, a well-documented uh, bromance, enmity, rivalry, mm-hmm. however you want to describe it, with, with the uh, other Scott, Scott yeah. Smith. Yeah, um, what was the your, worst. What was your first Gosh. impression of him? Um, you know, I think I hated him from the first moment I met him. <laughs> That's he came good. Yeah. 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 Sounds like things, a beautiful relationship you guys have. Things haven't changed for, you know, two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> um, he got to Flagstaff after some time when, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I knew it as much as I needed to know about him within a couple minutes. So, um, he's just not for me. Not my kind of brand. I think he's a bad person. I think he's bad for the world. That's and uh, that's really all I need to need to know. I don't need to evolve. So you'll be cheering against him tomorrow. Yeah. Not like not just not cheering for him, like actively yeah. rooting for him. I hope point. he doesn't finish. Oh my god. This oh is god. Wow. <laughs> no, no. I hope he finishes, but it's bad. Nice. Fair. Wait, good yeah. save. Yeah. <laughs> you you fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> the the PR train is is truly uh, gonna yeah. have a field day with this one. That's um. What about uh? What about Coach Ben? Um. I, you know, Ben's a really professional guy that came off the first time I ever talked to him. Um, I would say that since I've known him, we've developed more of like a, like a quote unquote friendship. Um, as much as like, I guess you can have that kind of relationship with a coach. Um, but yeah, I guess my first impression would be like a professional, hardworking guy. Very nice. Mm-hmm. How about, uh, Coach Rob? Oh, Rob? Dude, I knew he was a weirdo from the first time I met him. <laughs> I love a weirdo, though. Yeah. Weirdos are my kind of people. I mean, that was one of the reasons I was drawn to him. It's like, because I never felt like he was selling me something. Mm-hmm. At, um, when I was being recruited by him, I felt like I went on my visit and I talked to him on the phone. And, like, it was very strange. Um, <laughs> very strange experiences, almost, like, across the board. But, like, um, I felt like he kind of had this vibe of, like, this is what who I am, and I'm okay with that. And if you want to be a part of our team, that'd be great. And if you don't, good luck wherever you end up going. But this is what we're about, and if it's what you're about too, well, we're happy to have you. No bullshit. I like yeah, that. that's cool. Um, I would ask about Woody, except for the fact that uh, I went on a weird like love tangent about mm-hmm. Woody uh, when Matt Hughes was on the podcast, and yeah. I feel like he's gonna really think that I'm a weirdo at uh-huh. this point. So we're not gonna do that. Okay. Um, what about Kirsch? Do you have Kirsch? Fresh Kirsch? I'm trying to remember when I like the first time I met Kirsch. I don't know. It was. It's been a long time. We, we we've known each other since the fall of 2010. So. I guess like the first time we met was a very weird situation. Like we were, he kind of became good friends with my roommate before I was good friends with him in college. And so like the first time we ever hung out was this time we were like looking for a, we were looking for Halloween costumes and nice. our, in Portland. And um, our friend had taken us to this like really hip part in Southeast Portland and just nowhere was open. And so we ended up walking like 40 blocks together and I guess my first impression was general frustration because I was very upset <laughs> with, uh, with the situation. <laughs> but um, we ended up being M and M's. I found some M M&M and M costumes and top and quality. Yeah. Ever since then, I think the we rest is history. Yeah, we've. Do we? Is there photos of that? Is that there are? Yeah, probably if you go deep enough. Post the, that is the cover photo. <laughs> All right. If I can, I'll go back on the Facebook, the old Facebook page, a while and see if I can find it. Let me just. Halloween the archives. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> that time hop. Yeah, oof. <laughs> Don't get in that time hop. Yeah, and see if I can find some, uh, find some fun M&M costume pictures of me and Kirsch for you. This is technically not a first impression question mm-hmm. and, and maybe makes me kind of an asshole, but how often does the Craig Lutz NXN video come up among the, like, NAC Elite yeah. group text? Um, you mean, like... <laughs> 
like with the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, not as much as you would think. It came up a few <laughs> times. It came up once or twice. Craig really owned it, and then it was like he was like, "Yeah, this was a funny thing that happened to me." And it's less funny when somebody enjoys or like doesn't hate talking about it. So it, we've kind of put yeah. it to bed. Uh, Craig has owned it. He's been he's a good sport about it, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, that makes it less funny for me if he if yeah. he's at peace it's not, with it, it's, it's, you know? If it's just like a, yeah. a thing that he owns, then you're like, oh, now you're cool and confident. And yeah. like, I'm not <laughs> trying to build you up there. Yeah. Like. No, I was thinking about like that kind of thing the other day, like, because uh, I was watching the basketball game last night. Mm-hmm. Um, the It was the Philly, who are they playing? Who they beat? The Heat last mm-hmm. night. And I was like, man, I hate J.J. Redick. And then I was, I was thinking like, well, why do I hate J.J. Redick? And the reason I hate J.J. Redick is because he was an asshole when he was 21 or 22 years old. And that's so unfair of me. And equally, it's unfair of me to, uh, to, to really rip it, um, Craig for something that he owns from upwards of 10 years ago. So Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, we had um, one of my high school teammates had a famous uh, wardrobe malfunction. Classic. Uh, just, yeah, you know, classic humor, really. Some yeah. stuff hanging out in a race. Yeah, 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 yeah. How we can phrase it, and, and it ended up on barstool, and so he was. Oh yeah, famous mm-hmm. among like no generation. So yeah, David and I went to the same high school. Okay, but we like didn't overlap. So yeah. I was a freshman, and he was a freshman in college, yeah. and we heard about this. Like mm-hmm. he was, and Andrew is a couple. Said his name, but yeah. whatever. He he owns it too, which is yeah. nice. And it was they'd be like. You're like coming of age on the team would be like, yeah. So by the way, this happened. And yeah. You're like, no, no way. And he went. Yeah. So he went to Bates College, and mm-hmm. like notoriously, people would like come on recruiting trips to Bates College and be like, you're you know that guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. People like ask for pictures with him. And stuff. <laughs> the article's title was Bates Goes Balls Out. Yeah. Nice. Which it's, was like real classy. Yeah. yeah. So was was this in? He this happened to the kid in high school. No, he was in college. Oh, thank goodness. I would be worried about Barstool's future. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. information. I didn't even think about yeah. that. We're taking down Barstool yeah. as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's always, that's like, as much as it's like fun to, I also, I don't know him at all. He seems like a great guy, but oh, like, yeah. I do feel like Craig is maybe someone who's like a little fun to, to rib a little sometimes. Yeah. And I, the, that is the like, underlying narrative of that of like oh it's like this poor kid was like 16 or yeah. whatever and like <laughs> 16 and like the freezing Portland like wind like right after I don't know like, had he just won his national title? I think he had a bad race too oh, like, it, was bad like, race. it was like it was like you know, it's yeah. a funny story, but it's also like you think about the context, like, oh, this is mean. Yeah. <laughs> he had either just turned 16 or 17. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, poor kid. Yeah. All right, uh, but well, then it, it all turned out pretty well for him. So uh, you know, yeah. you can still make fun of that. <laughs> that's, yeah. uh, that's the that's the nice thing is that now that you've triumphed over adversity, like you're not boring. Like if yeah. you always had it easy. Like no one likes those people. Yeah. You know. Um, one thing I so I my very thorough research um, in advance of this is mm-hmm. that uh, I did read through uh, your like entire website. <laughs> Um, it's a lot of words. Yeah. You, I like your writing. The folks should, uh, what is, is it scottfobble.com? Yep, scottfobble.com. Plug it for the listeners. There we There's, go. Uh, all, some good stuff on there. But uh, one of the things uh, I, I like that you are making conscious effort to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, which I think is an interesting spin on the sort of like professional athlete yeah, you know, image that we all keep up, and and it's it's interesting because like you want to have that like cock of the walk, you know, the, the the confidence going into races, but you also, you know, running is hard and, and yeah, there, it's a mental game, and you make a very conscious effort to to be upfront about that. Um, mm-hmm. Is that how do you think that translates into into your running and into your both, I guess, is your view as yourself an athlete, but also as a person. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess it kind of all started, like, I was, when I first went pro and when you go become a professional runner, the thing nobody really, like, prepares you for is the fact that you go from, like, being in a college setting where you're kind of mentally stimulated all the time to literally having, like, so much time, just just hours and hours of, um, of unfilled unfilled days so of time so um 
I started out writing just kind of like silly pieces. Like I wrote a poem about Craig's um, social media following. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, that kind of stuff. Like I wrote kind of like a tongue-in-cheek thing about how massages aren't always as fun as you would imagine them because they hurt real bad too. But, um, and then I kind of got to a point where it's like, well, I, I like writing silly things, but um, I think I would be more authentic and I would be able to write like more important and better pieces if I was more open and more vulnerable. Um, and I think that's, you know, it's really helped me become a better runner, I think, because every time I write something, I do have to do some self-evaluation um, to like really distill what I'm actually trying to say from this sort of like inner feeling um, of like that I really want to express, but I have to put it in words so that other people can understand it. You know, I can't like paint an abstract picture. I'm just, because I'm not talented enough to do that. <laughs> um, otherwise I might try uh, to do it to communicate You got that. plenty of time it sounds like. I know, seriously. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think it's made me a better runner and a better, like just a more grounded person because um, you know, honest self-evaluation is just gonna, I think it just lends itself to sort of like self-improvement or self-fulfillment or like satisfaction with kind of what you've got instead of always um, chasing some image of yourself that doesn't necessarily exist. And I think writing has helped me like see myself in a more realistic lens. Cool. So from a a creative perspective, I'm a photographer and I'm very interested in other people who have time to be creative and like make their living off of it or do anything in the creative space, like what their process is to coming up with what their product is. Yeah. Is there anything you do in particular when you sit down, like where you have to be and kind of what goes through your head when you well, go and sit down? To ben, what you do is you hit up your running friends and make them come on a podcast for an hour. Yeah. That works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think like from an inspiration standpoint, like where I get most of my best ideas come generally in the mornings and generally when I am either like driving or when I'm, uh, meditating. So I try to meditate every, every morning and, um, sort of when I can am able to like clear the inner chatter, uh, that, um, is kind of going on. I can usually come have some idea that's like, Oh, I want to express that. Um, and the same thing kind of when I'm driving, like, unfortunately, uh, driving isn't like an all consuming task, despite the fact that you're operating like a 2000 pound, um, motor vehicle that could easily be turned into a weapon, uh, if you're negligent. But, um, uh, but it's, you know, if you're waiting at a stoplight, there's not like a thought necessarily that has to be in your head. And so that kind of space, um, lends itself at least for me to, come up with like a, like a, like a one or two sentence idea or like a line that I think is interesting. And then I'll almost always put it in my phone and then work on it at a later time. But I think from an actual perspective of like taking the thought that I have and putting it, um, onto in a legible form, legible and like organized form. Um, I don't do it as well if I'm in my own house because I have, I have distractions there. Like the controller with a Netflix button is like feet away from me. Um, or like my dog is maybe distracting me somehow. So I try to, um, I try to go to a coffee shop or go, uh, sometimes I'll go like upstairs and write and I'll just leave the dog in the crate or something downstairs. And he doesn't seem to mind that too much. So, um, uh, and so, you know, I just kind of try to remove myself from distractions and, uh, just sit down and really write. And then from like, when I actually do write, it usually is like a three step process. So like I will write basically stream of consciousness, the whole idea that I have, wait a day, come back and like read it and edit it and kind of refine the idea. And then I go back and I write it again, basically finalize it in a, in a, um, yeah, I just kind of re go over it in a more final way. And I just continue to kind of do that three-step process until I have a product that kind of meets my criteria for what I'm going to post and also I think is interesting. Cool. So, 
How often do you run alone? Um, well, so in terms of my morning runs, we have usually one or two morning runs a week that are alone. Mm -hmm. um, and then most days we have an afternoon run and we'll meet for one or two of those a week. So I would say during a given week, maybe five or okay. six times is that a Is that a good creative time for you too? Kind of, not particularly. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. In the mornings, sometimes I'll have a good idea uh, if I'm running alone, but by the afternoon I've found that my thoughts aren't organized enough yeah. to... Um, yeah, I need to get on this meditating yeah. shit. Well, that's, that's, I find that really interesting because for me, like, where I pull most of my inspiration um, comes from when I'm just like on Wednesday doing midweek, midweek long run, just like mm -hmm. thinking to myself, like I kind of let my mind wander and that's where I come up with the, like the projects that I want to work on. It's not necessarily like where I think of the exact shots I want, but it's more yeah. of like what gets me excited to go and go mm -hmm. and shoot. Um, so I think that's really interesting that you don't find running. Like for me, it's very meditative. Like I yeah. just kind of I zone out and the next thing I know, I'm just thinking about like whatever comes into my mind. And usually that's, that helps fuel me into like whatever creative project I'm mm -hmm. working on next. So that's really cool. Yeah. I do understand what you're saying. Like, you know, I don't listen to music when I run because I just, I like to just have my own thoughts to myself, but generally my thoughts aren't, they're not of like, they're not of, they're not substantive enough to, yeah. um, warrant you know, 2000 words about them. They're generally like, they come and they go and yeah. that's fine. I don't need to hold on to them all the time. So I have a really bad time being alone with my, yeah. this is like, well, the whole concept of this stupid fucking podcast is like, <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts and mm -hmm. I particularly like, I just have a lot of anxiety in general and like, um, be running. I don't like running alone, and when I do like running alone, I, it, it's such a crutch. But like, mm -hmm. I will listen to podcasts a lot, like literally, just so I don't have to think about like yeah. work or like why my life isn't better. <laughs> it's your run. Who gives a shit what you listen to? Yeah. Well, no, but it's not. I mean, I, it's true that I I do like need to like be better about like literally <laughs> listening to my own thoughts. Like I literally, I literally will listen to shit to fall asleep to almost every night mm -hmm. and my roommate Johnny has said to me he's like dude you need to like treat the cause not the symptom <laughs> like, yeah so I gotta get on this meditating shit I certainly don't think that I'm like some zen master monk who has like everything figured out um you know I use the app headspace um try to try to get 10 to 15 minutes every day and work on the strategies. They I like do. the idea of using a, an iPhone app. Yeah, <laughs> I, I understand and appreciate the irony there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's something to it, I guess. All right, uh, before we, we move on to our game, we, we do have some recurring questions that we like to ask. Okay. Our we have a lot of recurring questions, but these are some of them. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, I have a Subaru Outback. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Me too. Subaru nice. Squad, baby. Yeah. I've had two Subaru Outbacks. The first one uh, died, and the second one is still kicking. So. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got one in high school, learned to drive stick on it, got me through college, and then um, bought my parents' old one when they got a new Subaru Outback. So. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, just quick, quick, my favorite car ever is the Subaru Baja, Okay. which is the Subaru Outback from like 2004, yeah. except instead of having like a covered trunk. Yeah, it's a truck. It's a truck. Mm -hmm. So it's like the platypus of vehicles. Yeah, and it always came in weird colors. Oh, I think yeah, it, dude. They specialized in the bright yellow. Oh Super my God. Baja. I'm so pumped that you know what that is because that yeah. is like, whenever I see one of those, it's like a shooting star. I was looking yeah. into like, <laughs> before I bought the Outback, I was looking into uh, buying a Baja. The only problem is all of them have like 200,000 miles on yeah. them and are like pieces of crap anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I think the Archer reference is that it's a V vehicular hermaphrodite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that I, I had a super legacy. Oh, just nice. Like the, was the old Outback and they discontinued the legacy because the Outback is too good. RIP in peace. I'm mm -hmm. sadly driving a Honda now, which is not as, okay. you know, lesbian-tastic. Um, yeah, you're missing out, guy. Half tights versus short shorts. Uh, generally go with short shorts. Short shorts. Do you have a special, like, occasion that you'll throw the half tights in the mix? When it's cold. That's, I share the same, yeah. same attitude. Under tights, which is cold. It's a cold weather accessory. Mm -hmm. Like I never wear, I prefer not to wear half tights in the summer because. Do you general not, sweat, do you not paint sweat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's not a good look for anybody. Yeah. Or feeling 
or yeah. feeling, correct? Do you, yeah. do you always wear half tights under long tights? Oh, yes. I, a lot of people don't. I think that's weird. Scott? I will always go half tights under long tights, provided I have clean half tights. Okay, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Very fair. I mean, also, which is you know, desperate times which is not times. a guarantee. I'm not as good about doing laundry in a timely fashion as one might hope. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an excuse either. I've got more time than I know what to do. <laughs> and our uh, uh, recurring question that you may very well may want to bring burritos back into the equation, mm-hmm. but uh, a gimmick mile. We have the beer mile, okay. the blue jeans mile. Yeah. Uh, what is your going to be the patented Scott Fobble gimmick mile that we make a, a viral yeah. trend? I don't want to bring burritos into the All right. equation. I think they're too special. I don't want to taint them in any way for so anybody. You don't want to have to rush through a burrito. Yeah, you yeah. want to enjoy it. Um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like everyone is on some sort of gimmick mile. Like, there's one in St. Louis that's the donut mile. There's, you know, there, there's more gimmick miles than we know what to do with. Um, what I would be impressed by is something that instead of like something that got harder and harder as you went, that's what I would be more interested in. Not necessarily like a have you run. ever done a beer mile? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I have. It gets so, hard, probably yeah. like lap two. <laughs> yeah. No, I think like like something, some sort of challenge or endurance situation. Like the, um, there's that thing in Wisconsin, it's like, oh, the, the, uh, is it like a, is it called the Sufferfest? It's called Sufferfest. Sufferfest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, I a, like it's, that a progr- much it's just more. a progression run that goes like forever. Oh, yeah. yeah. It I looks like, miserable. Mm-hmm. I like that idea more where you like have to keep getting faster or like some form of like treadmill challenge where it goes up like half a percent incline. I like the elimination. I think in yeah, Australia they got that where That's they eliminate cool. people until. Yeah, yeah. I think they did it as a mile, but I think you, yeah. you, people have also done it as five k's. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like that much more. I yeah. would be very, very in favor of like a criterium ten k on the cool. roads, so where you start with like twenty five people, and it just like every lap you lose a person, lose whoever is in last, or like if you get dropped, you have to step off, and yeah. so there's it would create such fun racing instead of like the kind of general road racing well, because that's what it is it's yeah. racing yeah. like that's yeah. the point and there would be surging you're, you're racing the whole be... way through yeah, yeah. well yeah. speaking of things that get harder as they go this mm-hmm. is a perfect transition into our game nice. okay so you're not running the Boston Marathon no. tomorrow so we've created a uh, special our own version of Scott's Boston Marathon okay <laughs> 26.2 questions. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> much like the marathon, they go easy to hard. Okay. Um, and you should, much like the marathon, try to finish as fast as you can. Okay. So uh, we'll run through them. I have them here. Like I said, you know, first couple miles, we're clicking along, and it goes yeah. easy. And then, you know, should you can feel a bit easier. Yeah. Um, some of the later questions, like... Hopefully we won't have to cut anything out, but we'll, you know, that's always an option okay. if, if things get too personal <laughs> too fast. Uh, what's your birthday? November 5th. What's your favorite color? Blue. How do you take your coffee? Black. Best burrito meat? Carne asada. Beard or mustache? Uh, beard. Ponytail or man bun? Neither. <laughs> Correct answer. Ponytail. Yeah. Uh, best type of cookie? Chocolate chip. How to pronounce the brand that sponsors you? Hoka Oneone. <laughs> Everyone should buy their Clifton or their Fly question, Collection. Question nine: Favorite Hoka shoe? Uh, I really like the Fly Collection, the Kavu and the Mock. Favorite Hoka runner? Scott Fable. <laughs> <laughs> East Coast or West Coast? West. Oceans or mountains? Mountains. Speed or volume? Speed. That is the half marathon we've now done. Oof. 13. All right, no pain yet. It's getting hard now. Best we went out pretty hard. Let's yeah. see. Best love song. Best love song. Uh, if We Were Vampires by Jason Isbell. Best breakup song. Um, something else by Jason Isbell. <laughs> no, anything by Ryan Adams. <laughs> Dream vacation spot. Uh, Jackson, Wyoming. Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Pet peeve. Um, I don't like when people say, I heard that, because of course you heard that. I just said it. (laughs) (laughs) Your best feature? Um, Kellen thought it was my abs. Yeah. (laughs) You listen, that's good to hear. Well, if Kellen's gonna give me a shout out on my abs, I better listen. Yeah, your worst feature? Um, 
My face. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Way to throw yourself yeah, under the bus. I have a bunion on my left foot. I'll say that. I will say this. This won't count for your uh, time allotment. Not that we're timing it. Yeah. But, uh, on a previous episode, we had an all gay runners episode, uh-huh. and we did uh, your straight crush. Okay. And my friend Ravenna said that you were her straight crush. So, so nice. you are quite popular on the podcast. And Ravenna is gay. Yes. She's, so, she's a gem. Yeah, Jen. Cool. So she, you are, her, you know, people are like, oh, it's my girl crush, and it's a yeah. long term. You're her man crush. Okay. So. Her mush. Yeah. yeah. Killing it. The last movie you cried at? Uh, probably Hidalgo. Best race you've ever run? Um, like, I would say in terms of objective performance, maybe the New York City half. Uh, that was yeah. a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. I cheered for you. Thank you. I appreciate Worst it. race you've ever run? Probably Houston Half Marathon 2017. Who or what makes you laugh the hardest? Um, I would say sometimes my girlfriend will do something very silly, very dumb or silly. I like scaring her. Probably when I scare <laughs> my girlfriend. It's very funny to me. Who or what makes you angry? Um, Scott Smith. <laughs> Scott Smith's existence. <laughs> Question 25. Biggest non-running goal this year? Uh, I'd like to meditate 3,500 minutes. Biggest insecurity as a runner? Our final full mile question. I have silly arms. Silly arms when I run. They kind of swim a little bit. I'd say they're probably that. Nice. And question 26.2. What is? This. I don't know. What is this? Well, it was point two of a question. That was, gotcha. a, that was a pretty good joke, honestly. <laughs> okay. It's pretty oh, good. okay. All right. I didn't get For it. For you no, listening like it. at home. Yeah. It's pretty good. I like it very <laughs> pretty, much. Pretty, 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 pretty good. I thought of it was, a question. I laughed at myself when I wrote it. And we are almost done. Okay. Um, but thank you for... You rolled through that. I yeah. hope, you know... That might have been sub too. I, I didn't look at the time code, okay. but uh, that was very impressive. Speaking of your Larry David reference right there with the pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, did you, have you guys seen that? It's like a documentary on Netflix about this guy who was arrested for murder and in the trial, he was actually found to be, no, the, the charges were dismissed because the, the defendants or the, the accused's lawyer found footage of the guy in a Larry David episode at Dodger Stadium when the murder was supposed to be occurring. Wait, what? what? Yeah. Is what I was thinking yeah. as well. <laughs> no, it's wild. Um, That's so like, it was that episode. It was such a good episode where Larry David uses the H O or picks up a hooker to use the H O V lane to go to Dodger <laughs> Stadium to watch a game. Sure. And the guy is at the game. As one does. Yeah. So they're filming it at a real Dodger game so that they could get like the whole effect. That's that's yeah delightfully meta. And yeah, that, like that's such a curb your enthusiasm way to like get yeah. out of a crime. It's like a curb your enthusiasm <laughs> episode, but this guy is real life. That's yeah. amazing. With featuring a curb your enthusiasm episode. <laughs> I once to watch it. It's, it was a very cool episode or a very cool documentary. So cool. Fun fact. Okay. Yeah, that is a fun fact. No idea what it's called. But All right. Well, we'll figure it out later. Internet, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we've had a great time. This has been a chock full of uh, interesting conversation, interesting content episode. We finish off with the big three, same three questions okay. we ask our runners uh, every week. The first is, what is your, who or what is your Instagram crush? And this is not to be like Ooh. a person, it's just like, what are you feeling on the gram right now? Or on social media generally. What am I feeling on the gram right now? Um, I would say my Instagram crush is uh, all the pictures from Perry Roubaix, which is a one-day cycling race that just happened in Europe, and it looked just so gritty. And I think cycling photos are super cool, and there are a lot of good cyclists or cycling photographers. So um, some of the Perry Roubaix photos are crushing it on my feed right now. Hell yeah! Ben, I try to keep your answer to twenty minutes. I, yes, I do. I do love me some Instagram. I don't know if uh, all the folks out there have listened, shut, uh, shut up Ben. Okay, Tempo Journal is this publication online. Um, they put out like unbelievable content, unbelievable stories about running. 
Um, the editor is actually downstairs in the track house right now. He's a cool dude um, from Australia. Not SpawnCon, I promise. Yeah, no, no, no. This is just like really genuine, genuine love. Um, but I think that they're like the next big thing that the running like culture industry needs because uh, it like just shares really cool stories about runners who may or may not be super fast, but just like love the sport. And I mean, that's why we all do it. Right. Yeah. So wow. Check I'm, out tempo. Drums. I'm not, this podcast isn't the next big thing that the sport of running needs Ben. rude. <laughs> Your imagery could use some work. Wow. Wow. But, well, that's, you know, we have you here to shoot us. I, I don't need to do that. I was making a joke. <laughs> um, I think mine, uh, I won't reveal the author of it, but I, yesterday learned that I have a friend who has a Finsta that is just her worst running faces in nice. photos and so it's all just like close-ups of her like tired running face which I is a beautiful concept for yeah. uh, if you're gonna have a Finsta that's a good one to do um, question two what is your go-to karaoke song go-to karaoke someone song. hands you the mic you gotta do it um, I guess my go-to karaoke song would be uh I got friends in low places because okay. there's not a lot of range to it. Not a great, not a great singer. But uh, after the Frankfurt Marathon, we were looking for a karaoke place because we had ingested our fair share of uh, alcohol, and we were led by the Yelp to this weird Thai basement Ooh. where we like heard that there was karaoke and. Um, so we go up on the stage, and the, the machine is all in Thai. We don't know what any of the songs are. But I was, like, explaining... Yeah, I was explaining to the guy, like, what I want, like, what we were, our goal was. And so he finally figured it out, and then he just pressed Adele rolling in the deep and gave me, uh, gave me the mic and walked off the stage, and I was left there just screaming my way through, rolling in the deep, which weren't even the correct words. They obviously didn't have the license to. <laughs> so they, someone just wrote down most of the words to Adele rolling oh in the God. deep. So that was the worst uh, karaoke experience ever by a human person. So Nice. Oh, hey, yeah, uh, outcast. Nice. Done. Classic. <laughs> That's my Wonderwall. I used to play the yeah. guitar, and I still <laughs> remember how to play hey, yeah, uh, so it's like, okay. oh, yeah, and, and here's yeah. hey, yeah. Uh. Yeah. I like that. What about you, David? Um, I'm actually a huge Adele fan. Okay. I've seen her twice in concert. Good for you. My, like, Good for you. My, like, only one cool thing I've ever done in my entire life is that I saw Adele at the House of Blues in Boston, like, literally two weeks before Rolling the Deep, like, hit. Yeah. So she was performing 21, like, th that whole album, mm -hmm. but, like, it hadn't quite gone to the U.S., so it was, like, the only time ever I've been, like, first to a trend. I'm cool. so proud of myself. <laughs> But I'll go with uh, a little something off 19. I'll go Right as Rain by Adele. That's there a good go. one. Um, and then last but not least, your death row meal. If today's your last day on earth. You're going to the chair. Mm -hmm. You can eat anything you want. What are you eating? I think I'm going uh, smothered carne asada breakfast burrito. No, smothered chorizo breakfast burrito um, and a cinnamon roll. And a really cinnamon. good cappuccino. I like that. Yeah. And then... Fry me. I got nothing else to live for at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Last night we went to a bar called Bukowski's and they have these burgers that are dope. The best part about the burger uh, is that the bacon is not flaccid. It's very crisp yeah. and they really do it well. Um, so I would go Bukowski's burger, um, of course fries, except I would get my fries from a different restaurant. I would go to Tasty Burger and they do like a half fries, half like onion straws combo, which I don't see all that often. You know, that's not like a real, it's not super prolific in the fast food slash food in general industry. So I'd go with that. And then uh, for a beverage, I, uh, I really like, there's Farmer Willie's ginger beer, which is excellent. And we just have like a, you know, a pitcher of that. Mm -hmm. And then I'd we, be like, who are you eating your last meal with? Oh, You're man. on death row. Good point. You don't get friends. Well, I feel like I, I feel like I'm personable enough that I would chat it up with you the would, guards. With the executioner, like yeah. Ben would be like, well, because be like, hey, I got some ginger beer. Because I'm. Do you want to share this delicious ginger beer with me before you end my life? Well, yeah. I, I just think like I'm the type of guy who sits in the front seat of the Uber and makes pleasant conversation yeah. with the driver. So if I can do it in that situation, I can do it anywhere. <laughs> um, I'm going for my death row meal. Actually, harpoon made me think of it, but. Uh, Harpoon has, I will say, it's the Harpoon Brewery. Also, if you're, you're looking for things to do before you leave, 
Um, I would say it is not so much a brewery as it is a soft pretzel restaurant that serves beer. <laughs> they have these amazing, like, you know, sort of like giants, allegedly to share, but like I've easily eaten one of those as a meal just by myself. For sure. Um, and their uh, dessert pretzels are like have cinnamon sugar and they have like a like caramel peanut sauce that they like have on it. And like that shit is so good. So I'm, I think I might like double up with like the sweet and savory pretzels gotcha. for my last uh, my last meal on this pretzel heavy final earth. meal. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I mean, there's been enough episodes of this <laughs> that I try to be I try to have one ingredient. Yeah. Or like one component because if I like yeah have you don't want to get too time yeah. I'll just completely run out. I hear you. You're just way um, too full. Yeah. Well, too full. You don't need to be thin to win at uh, the, dying. You know, you're going to <laughs> and have a you know huge stomachache because you are not running tomorrow. <laughs> so thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Thank you yeah. to uh, Ben for co-hosting. Thanks to to Tracksmith for having us as oh, we record sure. this gauntlet of the podcast. This has been definitely one of the most fun ones we've had yet. Oh, thanks, man. I can't wait. We're eventually time. gonna have to have. The Scott Showdown. Oh, uh, oh yeah! Imagine to, that. To all of the, po- we can we stream that one live. Maybe yes. we can do it remotely. So Running podcast out there. The same place. It's a, really, it's a good call. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I officially called dibs because okay. someone else is going to come up with that, and yeah. like fucking Chavez is going to have you guys on, and it's <laughs> going to be great. And I thought of it here first. Um, but in the meantime, I've been David Melly, and this is Run Your Mouth. Yeah.